Luke chapter 22. May not have your Bible, but I'm trusting you have your phone and you can follow along in the description. Amen. Y'all ready? Are you ready? Talk back to me. Listen, we're going to go hard and we're going to go fast. Reach over to your neighbor, tell him, strap on your seatbelt. Because we're about to go hard and we're about to go fast. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 through verse 34. And then we're going to skip to 59 through 62. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 through 34. And then verse 59 through verse 62. If you have it, say, mm-hmm. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death and he said I tell thee Peter the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny thou knowest me verse 59 and about the space of an hour after another confidently affirmed saying of a truth this fellow was with him for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately while he yet spake, the cock crew. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him before the cock crow, Thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk about tonight, this final night of revival, the theme, I'm ready. Look at somebody and tell them I'm ready. I'm ready. Tell them like you mean it. I'm ready. But maybe if you ain't ready, maybe by the time we get done with this message, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. The definition of the word ready, according to Webster. It simply means to be completely prepared or in fit condition for immediate action or use. Listen to it again. Completely prepared or in fit condition for immediate action or use. The second definition just simply says duly equipped, completed, adjusted, or arranged as for an occasion or purpose. According to this definition or these two definitions, many of us would say that we are ready. When you get up in the morning and you prepare to leave your house, you don't leave your house until you are ready. If you're cooking a meal, you want it completely done, completely prepared, or else you don't take it out of the oven 
because it's not yet ready. Somebody say, I'm ready. And so Webster's then says that physically, it only deals with the physical side of us, and we can do things to completely prepare ourselves, get ourselves in condition for immediate action. We can equip ourselves, adjust, arrange ourselves for any occasion or purpose. Depending on the occasion, depending on the purpose, we know how to prepare ourselves to get ready. Since we're coming to church in the park, nobody walked up in a three-piece suit. As a matter of fact, it would behoove us to dress according to the season. And so you prepare yourself the day before for what you're going to face tomorrow. We will even watch the news as they give us a forecast so that we can prepare ourselves to get ready. And so we can see what's coming. And because somebody else told us what's coming, we will equip ourselves with what we need to face the challenge. I wonder if we'll do it for the weather. Why we won't do it? Come on now. All right, that's good. If the weatherman said it's going to rain. Come on, sir. Then you are going to equip yourself with the things that you need in order that you keep yourself as dry as possible. Not only are you going to do that, but if one of your friends called you and told you, girl, you know it's supposed to rain, you're going to make sure that you inform them so they can be ready. But it seems like when it comes to the church, we fail to prepare one another for what's coming. It was Jesus who said, how can you look to the sky and predict what's coming, but you cannot discern the time. Look at somebody and tell them I'm ready. Yeah, and so if you're ready, then that means you've taken the proper steps to get yourself together for what's coming. As a matter of fact, if I know what's coming, then I can go ahead now and count it all joy. Because I know he didn't say when or if you fall into. He said when you fall into divers temptation, count it joy. Look at somebody and tell them, go ahead and get ready. The Bible says those of you who desire to live godly, you can expect persecution. Tell them, go ahead and get ready. If he called you more than a conqueror, that means there's some stuff that's going to come against you that you're going to have to go ahead and conquer. So go ahead and look at your neighbor tell him, get ready. In case you did not know, every day ain't going to be sunshine. So go ahead and get ready. The second definition, equipped. Adjusting. The problem with most folk is they can't adjust. Life is all about adjustments because you never know what is going to happen. If I can quote the words of Forrest Gump, life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. But you have to be able to adjust it. Which means that even though they didn't predict it might rain, you still have an umbrella in your trunk. Yeah. 
I thought they wanted to have church on the last night. Look at somebody and tell them you got to be ready to adjust. I know when you got married, everything was perfect, everything was fine. I know that there was no problems. You were in marital bliss. Sex was good. Money was good. Conversation was good. Everything was good. And then things started happening and you couldn't adjust. You ain't got to talk to me. When you first got the job then, everything was good. They were happy that you came. You got in good with your co-workers. But after a few months, your co-workers start acting funny. Coffee ain't cut when you get there. People looking at you crazy. And now you ready to quit your job because you can't adjust. tell them you got to be able to adjust. hey you got to be able to adjust yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. to what is coming at you you never know what tomorrow may bring the Greek definition of the word ready is a little bit different and it says that this word ready is the Greek word performance. Now, if you go back to verse 33, when the Lord tells Peter that the enemy has desired to sift you, Peter says, I'm ready. Now, something in Peter's mind told him that he was ready. You got to watch me. Something in Peter's mind has convinced him that whatever God has said to him, he's ready to handle. I submit to you, though, that many of us think that we're ready, but our readiness is according to Webster, not according to Scripture. You think that you can physically get yourself together. You can't be ready for what the enemy is going to throw at you if you don't pray. How can you withstand the attack of the enemy? God can't give you the forecast because you won't pray. So when the storms of life come, you're caught off guard and you're mad at God. Why didn't God tell me? God said, I've been trying to send you messages. Come on. Go, 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 go there. I've been trying to get to you. Let me tell you what happened the other day. A friend of mine called me. Do call me almost every single day. One of my best friends. And we talk so often that I know when he called me what the conversation is going to be about. So the other day, John called me, and I was doing something else. And so I couldn't walk around with the phone on my ear. So I put him on speakerphone. I put him on speakerphone, and I walked away. I went to the kitchen, fixed myself something to drink. Went in the laundry room, put some dirty clothes in the basket. Stopped by the table, took a bite off a sandwich. Went back to the room, and John was still talking. I be wanting y'all to get it. Even when you walk away, he's still talking. They just missed the whole. Even when I walked away, he didn't stop talking. 
that might help somebody out here tonight. Because what we've been told is that when you get back to God, you got to start all the way over. How many of you know that while you are gone, God is still... He's still talking. I think that's good news for some of us. That we ain't got to start all the way back over when we mess up. But that when we decide to walk back into the relationship with him, that God is ready. And he picks up right where he left off with us. So the word ready in the Greek is the word promotha, prothomos. There's two words there, and it's important that we understand both words. If you don't get the understanding of both words, this is where it's about to start getting kind of rocky, then you'll miss the point of the entire text. Peter says to Jesus, I'm ready. Not only am I ready, Lord, but I'm ready to go to jail and I'm ready to die. Some of us got some people that's with us, but they ain't with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, come on. We out in the street, ain't we? Come on, come on, come on. You ever had some folk that's telling you they got your back? Yeah. But when some jump off, they don't really got your back. They don't. You ain't never got into a fight and your cousin them told you they had your back in. Once the fight started, you ain't been in them streets then. You ain't never gotten left before. And so he says, watch this. Performance, the first word is pro, or the prefix pro, means before. Yeah. The word thomas means expressed passion. You got to catch this. Expressed passion, which is translated as anger, rage, and breathing violently. You got to catch it. Peter is crunk and ready to fight. So you got a picture in your mind. He's full of anger and rage. And he's breathing violently. You ever seen somebody when they get real mad? Oh, yeah. See, y'all thinking that Peter like y'all. It's about to be a fight. And Peter ain't sitting back, oh, I'm ready. No, Peter is ready. Where they at? He's so worked up that he can't catch his breath. He's so worked up you ever been so mad you see red? Yeah. I know y'all saved now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever been so mad? Mm-hmm. This how you know when your mama mad. Not my mama, other moms. You know your mama mad when she string together cuss words that don't even make sense. Oh yeah. That's anger. When you just put some cuss words in a bowl and mix them. Get your and sit down. And you you wanna your feelings hurt, but you, that don't even make sense what you just said. Get my what? make up stuff. Peter's mad. Peter is on go. 
jump off because he can't control his emotions. Jesus has been telling him what's coming. But now he finds himself in a fight and he can't control his emotions. Because Peter is used to being ready only physically. He's used to handling everything with his fists. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's used to cussing everybody out. Yeah. And everybody responding to his anger. Yeah. He's ready to fight. Right. This word, watch this, when he says he's ready, he has anger. He has rage. And Peter's ready to set it off. But watch what Jesus tells him. He says, while you're ready to set it off, the devil's looking for you. Y'all just missed it. You talking about you ready. I'm telling you, he's coming after you. Now, in order to really understand what's going on, flip back real quick to verse number 24. Let me show you this. In verse number 24, it says that the disciples have some strife amongst themselves. Somebody say strife. It's about to get good. They got some stuff going on between them and Peter still upset about the strife. Y'all should have missed this. When he says in verse 24 that there's strife, they're arguing about who's the greatest. They go a step further and it gets physical. Now, knowing what we know about Peter, who you think was the one to get physical? Peter. Peter was the one who stepped out the boat and all the other ones sat still. Peter is a self-proclaimed spokesman of the disciples. Peter the only one, if you will, that'll get nut and bump. Peter's the only one that's about it. Can I go back to 97? Peter's the only one that'll bust somebody's head to the white meat. If you go into a street fight, Peter might be the one you want to take with you. The Bible says in verse 24 that there's some strife amongst the disciples. Now watch the definition of the word strife. A readiness to fight. I told y'all church fights didn't start at county line. There's been some strife in the church. They have some strife amongst themselves. They're ready to fight. Watch this. Not only does it mean a readiness to fight, it means an affection for disputes. He didn't just like to fight. He was looking for the fight. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Now listen. Y'all sit there and act like y'all holy saved. I know what you are. I know God done changed your life. But I watch Facebook and I see the live post. I see everybody in the neighborhood running to the fight. We live in a day and time where you see somebody getting whooped and you gonna film the fight before you help. There you go. There you go. Y'all gonna act like we don't do it. Yeah. And then if you wasn't there, send me the video. Here, send it to my phone. Send it to my inbox. There's a readiness to fight. And Peter has an affection. For disputes. He's looking for somebody to get it up with. Looking for somebody to fight. Because he can't control his emotion. The last thing that Peter is dealing with is a contentious spirit. Now this way he is going to help everybody out here. Because some of us husbands, 
live in the house. I thought the man would say, Amen. Let me explain what contentious means then. Contentious means that they love to argue. I still can't get no help. You know, the Bible says it's better to live on the corner of a house, of a rooftop, than to live in the house with a quarrelsome woman. I, I want to submit to you that if your wife or your, your, your girl or whoever, if they like to argue, they may have a contentious spirit. Just that love to argue. So here Peter is, loving to argue. But watch what the Lord tells him. I see your passion. I see your anger. But you are directing it in the wrong point or the wrong place. While you're trying to fight your disciples, your brothers, while you're arguing in church, while you're upset with who's going to lead the next song, while you're worried why the pastor won't let you preach, the devil is trying to... While you out here worried about who hosting the revival, the devil is trying to... Why you worried about how much I'm getting paid? Why you worried about all of those things? Because God tells Peter that the devil's trying to shift you. Got family members that can't get along, won't speak to each other, won't go to each other's house, sisters won't talk to each other, brothers won't talk to each other, pastors not speaking to members, members not speaking to pastors, crime members ain't talking. So much decision in the church, so much division in the church, and you think that that's just happened? No, there's a strife, a spirit of strife in the church. And the Lord says, while y'all worried about fighting each other, you ain't ready.
because on the outside you look ready. When we worship, you lift your hands. When we praise, you know how to dance. But there's still some cooking that needs to be done. Somebody shout, I'm ready. Are you sure? Because when you say you're ready, that means it's time to come out. But can I tell you that it might be safer if you stay in. Because when you come out, God ain't trying to cook you no more. Yeah, oh, come on. When you come out, you got to be ready for him to use. Come on in here. And the reason that some of us keep going through stuff over and over and back to back is because God would have wished for you to get everything done the last time he put you in. But he cooked your attitude. But you still got some jealousy. So he had to take you out of this store. And cause your sister to be blessed. And made you sit there and watch it. So you could deal with your jealous spirit. He put you and your mama in a situation. To where y'all disagree. Why you talking about you love Jesus. But you can't forgive your mama. So he'll take you out of one thing And put you in another So you finish cooking over that But you wasn't quite ready oh. Somebody shout I'm ready and So the Bible says watch this He tells him he said when you are converted Now I had a problem with this because People's walked with him For three years And you mean to tell me after three years with the Lord Peter Ain't converted yet? You mean to tell me, Peter, you've been walking with him that long and you still ain't got your emotions under control? Yet you still ain't in control of your feelings. You still got all that anger. You still got all that rage. You're still breathing violently. And uh, I can't use you yet because this kingdom is built on love. And as long as you have anger in your heart, I can't use you. And so he said, what you're getting ready to go through, you need it. Wow. 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 What you're going through, you need it. Wow. The financial difficulty, you need it. You need it. You need to learn how to budget. How to stay out the internet shopping. How to stay out the mall shopping. You asking God to bless you, and God said, I give it to you, but you waste. So I put a strain on your finances to cook you. I want to give you plenty. But I can't give you plenty and you're going to keep wasting it. So I cause some problems so you learn how to live on a place. Somebody shout, I'm ready. 
So there's some strife amongst the disciples. Let me hurry through this. Jesus says to Peter, uh, your passion is aimed in the wrong direction. I believe it was Romans chapter 10 where Paul said that the Israelites have a desire or a zeal for God. Right. But it's not according to knowledge. I submit to you that there's hundreds of thousands of people who love God, but love Him ignorantly. They love Him, but they don't even know it. I say they don't know Him because of the statements that they make about Him. I'm about to meddle a little bit, so you better go ahead and get out your feelings. We sing songs in church that let me know that we don't really know Him. I'm calling you Savior. Oh, Savior. Hear my humble cry. Don't pass me by. Don't we sing the song? Yeah. See how they're sitting there looking? Yeah. How can he pass me by? If the Holy Spirit has sealed me unto the day of redemption, I ain't worried about him passing me. Because the Bible says, if I have not his spirit, then I know I am not his. But because I have his spirit, I know that I am his own. I will never sing it again. I'm calling you, Savior. Oh, Why don't you hear Somebody shout it's a lie. I'm gonna pass you by and you got the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the only thing that identifies you as his. I'm sorry. I know it's your song. I know you've been singing it since you got in church. But it's not according to knowledge. How can I pass? How can he pass me by and I'm his own? I'm moving. So watch this. He has a zeal, but it's not according to knowledge. But yet Peter says, I'm ready. I didn't pray for you, Peter. Not to go through. But I pray that your faith, somebody shout faith. While you're going through, your faith will be your best friend. He said, I prayed for you that your faith won't fail. Fast forward then to verse number 54. Let me get out your way. Verse number 54 says uh, that they took Jesus. They arrested him. And the same bout it, Peter. The same ride or die, Peter. The same, I'm ready if they come for you, Peter. The same, I got your back, Jesus, Peter. The same, if they do it to you, they do it to me, Peter. The same one who was bucking him up. Is nowhere to be found. The Bible says they asked him three times. Watch how folk could do you. They won't walk with you. But they'll walk close enough. They'll try to get just close enough. 
just in case something good happened. If you can't rock with me when I'm at my worst, don't try to rock with me. Come on now. When I'm elevated. Come on now. Yeah, don't 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 come back now when when I got it. When I was at my worst, you watch closely. Now I heard you say that you got my back. Three times they said you were with him. The last time Peter got so mad, so angry, he cussed for him. Don't act like you ain't never your kids do just the right thing. I know you say, but if your kids do just the right thing, there's a cuss word that you got on reserve. You might not use all them other ones no more, but there's one or two that you kept. And if I call your cheering over here right now, your cheering know what your cuss word is. Don't make me call him. Y'all better say it. So watch this. Let me hurry through this. Watch this. So Peter denies him, cusses. I don't know him. And the Bible says that Jesus turned and looked at Peter. And Peter was immediately convicted. The Bible says that he ran out and wept bitterly. He ran out and wept bitterly. Now my question is this. Was he truly sorry or was he crying because he got caught? Or you or did you come to God because you were really sorry or did you come because you got It was a mistake, maybe, the first time. The 451st time, that's a choice. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Come on, bro. Come on. You in the house. It might have been a mistake once. Come on in the house. But now it becomes a choice. Yeah, yeah. And so, Peter, we have to decide then, is he really sorry or is he sorry he got caught? The two words that we're going to deal with for the next two minutes, one is meta melome, and it means to regret because I got caught. Metanoe means to repent and change your mind. Let's break it down then because metanoe is what we can assume that Peter was. Why? Because he never denied him again. If you truly repent, then your behavior changes. If you're sorry because you got caught, you'll stop for a little while. And then you go right back to doing what you were doing. You might have stopped. You ever know, folks, we make promises, don't we, when we get in trouble? Y'all ain't got to say nothing. You get in trouble, you start making promises, Lord, if you get me out of this. Lord, if you fix this, I'm going back to church. I ain't going to never miss another tithe payment. God, I'm going to start being nice. I'm going to forgive Miss Johnson. I'm going to speak to everybody. God, if you just get me through this one. That's what you call being sorry because you got caught. But as soon as God fixes it, 
for you. You go back to what you were doing before. The word meta, watch this, noe is two words. You got to catch this because this is the crux of everything that we've talked about. The first word, meta, simply means after being with or in the company of. Oh, wow. This thing about to, is, is about to mess your head up. Wow. When, when God showed me this, man, I, got, I just had to get up and start walking. Because watch what happens. Before, Peter was a hothead. He was full of rage and anger. But now, because of this experience, Meta Noe shows up. Meta means to be in the company of. To be in the presence of. Watch this. Noe means to change. So literally, change came after he was in the presence of God. Some of you think you know him. But you don't know him until you've been through something with him. It's a proven fact that God don't just watch you go through. But he gets in it with you. Yea, though I walk through, I shall fear no evil because thou art with me. When the Hebrew boys were in the furnace, they threw three in. But the king said, I see a fourth. Look at somebody and tell them he'll get in it with you. When Daniel was in the lion's den, and they thought that he would be eaten alive by the savages, when the king looked in, Daniel had his feet propped up. He used one arm for his pillow. The other one for his cover. And one arm he put his feet on. When David got ready to fight Goliath, he said, who is this? Uncircumcised Philistine that has defied the armies of the living God. He went to Saul and he said, Saul, listen here. I want to give you my resume real quick. He said there was a lion that took one of the sheep. I grabbed the lion by his beard, slew it, and took back what belonged to me. There was another time that a bear came and had the sheep in his mouth. I took the sheep Just in there. As I come 
to a close this evening. I'm so glad that the Lord will get me ready. Hey, all right. And so watch this. The Bible says, That he wasn't ready back then. But because of what he went through, in John chapter number 21, Peter's gone back to fishing. Ain't it something to feel like you're ready? And the Lord takes you back? Yes, sir. To where you started from. Let me help you. God didn't take him back. He took himself back. And Jesus came to get him where he found him at. And he said to him, Peter, come on off that boat. And the Bible says that Peter took off his clothes yes, sir. and dove in the water yes, sir. and swam to it. Yes, sir. Somebody say he ready. he ready. How do you know he's ready, Pastor? Because the last time Peter was in water, he was sinking. Feed my sheep. All right. He asked him again. He said, Love is thou me? 
And Peter said, God, you, you know I love you. So he asked him a third time. Now the old Peter, before he had been cooked for a little while, would have been that cuss the Lord out. Oh, <laughs> 
for that. Now you ready for it, Wano? I can't hear y'all.
something the enemy brings. There's a nation out there that's waiting on us to get our stuff together. So we cast out the spirit of strife. We ain't fighting each other. We letting go of rage. We letting go of anger. Been through too much. We've been through too much. Now we ready. People that didn't come to this revival. We got to take what we got to them. They may never come to church. But you ready now? Altars open. 